The Crosstalk PM and WIZM, I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. And this hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. If you'd like to join us here on the air, don't. Don't even. I don't really. Nah. Forget it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, this is the uh, better. <laughs> that was me kidding. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608-785-7914. Call in or text in either way you get in. On the program right here, 608-785-7914 on the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line. People who can't park, I know we talk, we've, so half of the shows that we have on this program are parking related. So I just don't, I don't understand when you park your car and you get out of your car and your car is in also the other parking spot, what is going through your brain? Are you thinking, yeah, that's good enough. I'll just leave it there. You people, th- those of you who do that, who just you know, park in um in in um you know not a not diagonal parallel, but what's the uh, perpendicular parking? I guess for lack of a better term, those of you who park there and then and don't and don't like have your car somewhat straight in that spot. What are you thinking? I don't get. I don't get you people. I don't get you. I don't get that. I don't know if it's just if it's. I don't know. Look, I'm thinking about that today as I'm parking, and there's like. And you got, I, maybe you don't see the lines. You don't think they apply to you. They're suggestions. And I mean, do your own thing, right? That's fine. But at the end of the day, this is something that is impactful for potentially. If you get one car out of whack, everybody gets screwed up. And all of a sudden, it's like a, it's like this cacophony of parking. That's not a good way to describe that, is it? You know what I'm talking about. What what is it? What kind of what is that what is that personal characteristic within you that where you think that that is an okay thing? You get out of your car, you get out of your GMC Acadia, and you look around, you're like, eh, I'm only a foot over. That's good. Let's go, honey. Let's go get that za. Right? Is that it? Eh, we're good enough. We're okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. Fine, fine, fine. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's kind of like handicap barkers. Or what is it? I guess disabled parking spot. What what is the right way to say that? I can't remember. I don't even know what the, what I'm supposed to say there. Disabled parking spot parkers who aren't disabled. How about that? Or who don't have a disability? Disabled parking pot spot parkers who don't have a disability. What are you doing? What is that all about? Those two those two people I don't understand at all. I was just I see the the parking things on my mind because I just, just exited a parking area and. I'm looking at these cars and I'm thinking, what are you doing? It's not that difficult to park. Parking. Parking. I got chided today by the police department, by the way. Yeah. It's about parking. So we, you know, we have a lot of discussions about parking here. I don't, maybe it's not, it's one or two an hour. Um, and um, I was chided a little bit for that because we got, you know, some crazy things going on recently in the town. Over the weekend, there was people shooting into a house. There was a dude getting killed. On Mormon Cooley Road, crossing the street, just uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago, we had those kids run down on the north side by somebody while they were in the crosswalk, and we're just talking about parking all the time. I mean, yes, but no, no, because crosswalks, we did address the pedestrian killed on Mormon Cooley Road. I don't know about shooting into the house. Is it, this is my question, does anybody who does not is not intimately familiar with a drug dealer. Does anybody really, are, are you that concerned about people shooting into a house? If you are not a friend, relative, 
roommate, uh, landlord to a drug dealer? Do you care that much? Because I think for most of us going about our daily lives, we're assuming those shots are for somebody else. So when people are shooting into a house, for most of us, again, if we're not related to or renting to or friends of or owe money to or or owe our owed money from a drug dealer, we don't care. It has very little bearing on our lives. Does it? Because we're not going to be, we aren't in that vicinity. We're not going to be around that. Now, also living next to, I should put that in. Because if you're living next to, that's another issue altogether. I remember that was, I had that experience as a very young man, living next to a drug dealer slash heavy gambler. And man, were there some crazy things that went on on the other side of that wall. That was, that was something extraordinary. It really was. There was the, the one time when he shot his television, I think because he lost big, real big. And that was that, that was that moment when we were like, you know what, honey, let's go get some pizza. Let's go get some pizza. And then at that point, we didn't even care how we parked. Sideways, crooked, upside down. It didn't matter. We just went and got some pizza. <laughs> I shot his television. South Louisiana. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Rick Sullivan in the studio. So there's actually two um, Facebook groups. One's called Lacrosse County Stupid Drivers. Really? And apparently they just got 300 new requests to be added to the group the other day. And then there's another one that I can't see it, but it's called Lacrosse County Sucky Parking. Wow. So that one's quite a bit smaller of a group. But yeah, yeah it's pretty funny going down this stupid drivers thing and seeing that yesterday the Woodman's crash. There's pictures of that up there, which yeah. looks pretty bad. Um, not the Woodman's, the, the crash on the road outside of Woodman's. 16, yeah. um, and then there's just people sharing, like <laughs> venting their traffic, you know, related issues. It's it's bizarre how much you experience during the day with people that just don't seem to have any sense of what they're doing behind the wheel. I don't know what that is exactly. We all have cameras, too. I know. Could just turn those on and... You just but have a camera and have a camera rolling the entire time. I mean, well, they make those too, like dash cams that you can have yeah. just when you're driving. That that way, like if anything happens, it's all on video. But I feel like that's just going to get you at some point. We'll see that. What was it? The was it a comet? No, not a comet. It was like a meteor or whatever that landed in Russia a couple of years ago. And the way that it was captured was on these dash cams. Right, it was captured. Yeah, I, I might, I might get one of those. I had, I'm going down. I'm going down. Uh, Castry today. No, on the way here, as a matter of fact. I'm going on Castry on the way here today, this afternoon. And um and and it's just there's a car coming toward me and just in just swerves towards me, just swerves into my lane. Like, what are you doing? What 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 is that what is that person doing? What are they thinking? As they're they're reading Facebook. Reading Facebook. They're on Facebook. Stop it. Stop it. I'm gonna mount a camera and then a missile launch. I'm just, I'm tired of tired of dealing with it. And park better too. So there's there's a meme on here, the top of the meme. So you see the top yeah. first before you. A Wendy's employee removes the umbrella from a table outside the walk to walk an elderly gentleman to his car in the rain. And you're thinking like, oh, that's kind of cute. And then the bottom is like, Sheriff, that guy's too old to be driving because <laughs> he's <laughs> super old. <laughs> that's And that's no reason why you can't. You can't not drive just because you're. Well, I mean, if you see this guy is. He's got a walker. He's, <laughs> yeah, looks pretty funny. Oh, okay. six zero. I mean, again, having a walker is no. But it's fun to, to scroll down this thing and see like a lot of these are like crazy 
like people that just don't know how to park right. Ta- talking about what you were just saying okay like the Hello. the guy that parks in all four slots like that guy yeah, yeah. kind of like yeah. the middle of the right. parking lot he's got his convertible <laughs> There's a lot of pictures of this Woodman's crash. That was pretty crazy. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com or Mitch at wisdomnews.com. But join us on the air, 608-785-7914. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening in this hour. Brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. 608-785-7914-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. If you would like to join us here on the air again, that's how one would do that. A um, couple of uh, messages uh, coming in. Uh, in relation to parking, Joe says, park where you want, just put the hazards on and look like you're important. I was complaining about how people park, which is not surprising because we do that a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, Mitch, we're uh, too small of a town to worry about being neatly in between each parking space. Now I sound like you. <laughs> um I have a uh, couple of things that I want to mention. We had was trying to get nailed down a time for speaking of parking. We're trying to nail down down a time for which the pilot parking program around UWL and WTC would begin. We've talked about this in the past with the police department. And Mayor Tim Cabot has been in the studio talking about this as well. That pilot parking program is set to begin at po- some point, right? They've been talking about it since mid-September when it was approved by the city's board of public works. Uh, and uh, it, there was, it did not appear that there was a clear time. At least we couldn't, we didn't have a clear time for that. Uh, it, it's still not clear. However, it's my understanding, the news that I've gotten today is that the police department is holding off on instituting this uh, pilot program for paid parking on the streets of La Crosse, and this would be, again, around UWL and WTC. People losing their minds because they, they, they don't think you should be able to park, you shouldn't have to pay to park on the street. Uh, but that will not begin until after the city council on January 10th votes on whether to ban that program. If you'll recall, back in November, the city council considered a resolution to ban the implementation of a paid on-street parking program around WTC and UWL, and that's because the students were all angry because they'd have to pay a couple dollars a day to park somewhere. Uh, And so that is that will be on hold until after that vote. If the city council votes to ban it, then it's off the table altogether. I don't think they will. If they vote to allow it to go forward, then I would assume something very quickly would happen in the city of La Crosse. But I don't think it's just going to be around UWL and WTC. I do not have... Um, I, don't, I don't have documents that show this however i it's there have been conversations about having this program also be on the streets around gunderson i would be surprised at that time if there is not something that is rolled out to encompass that area as well so yes probably to uwl and wtc but it's it sounds like that might be part of the conversation I don't, we don't know that yet, but we sounds like that might be part of the conversation. So just to give you a heads up on that, uh, that is the latest information that we have. I don't know if that's going to be something that changes in the near future, but uh, that is, uh, to my knowledge, what, what we have right now. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I'm trying to think if there was some, another part to that. I don't think there's another part to that. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So anyway, 608-785-7914. This is one of those, those items that has 
definitely is has has forced the city to look inwardly and in how it creates these types of regulations and rules for parking on the streets of La Crosse because this was done by the Board of Public Works, which has the authority to do so as prescribed by the city council, but then it's the city council that's working, uh, or at least a proposal in front of the city council, a resolution rather, that would um, would blunt that from happening. So, uh, and I, I don't know, We will, if that changes sometime before now and the end of the year, we'll uh, be sure to update you on that. We have a, a interesting... Just these are news news bits of the day. Little news bits of the day right here. On um, the, uh, the governor-elect Tony Evers today in Milwaukee announcing his first four cabinet appointments immediately criticized by Republicans for his cabinet appointments who are, well, he's in Milwaukee. They're all from Milwaukee. It was absolutely, it's just, it's stunning because the Republic, state Republican Party, started shredding uh, Evers for it. A bunch of individual Republicans started ripping on Evers for picking people from Milwaukee. Governor Walker has four cabinet members who are from Milwaukee right now. And then and then a couple who are from, you know, three, four who are from the suburbs, like Oconomowoc and, uh, I don't know, Wauwatosa. So it's just, it's, and you, you it, it's really, cra- it's amazing to me that that isn't something that, as they're penning, their uh, excruciating commentary on Evers' appointments to his his first cabinet, not taking into account that they're, the, what they're criticizing is the very thing that's going on with Governor Walker's cabinet. Just just so that you're aware, for those of you who criticize in, involvement of Milwaukee in the politics of the state of Wisconsin, Milwaukee is the most important, and, and I, I know that we complain all the time about how Milwaukee gets all the attention is also the most important economic engine in the state of Wisconsin, not even close to anything else. There's Milwaukee and, and everything else. And honestly, you, if you, if you could fix some of the more plaguing problems of economic disparity in the city of Milwaukee, that would have ripple effects around the state of Wisconsin. You fix that, you could fix a lot. Not that there's a ton of problems in the state of Wisconsin, but it would be significant. It would be significant. So I, I think I think that the pro, I think that the criticism was more that the natural resources secretary was a guy named Preston Cole who runs the Milwaukee Environmental Services Department. I think that was more. I think the the criticism was more leveled at him. I think that's where it was coming from. That's where the point of criticism was. And, and I think they just wrapped up all the other the three other people in that with the Department of Administration secretary and the Tourism secretary and the Corrections secretary. I don't think the criticism was was for those people. I think it was really the DNR guy. Interestingly, that that DNR guy who runs the Environmental Services Department of Milwaukee, which was a, is a combination of basically the old forestry and parks department and uh, the sanitation department. That guy's also been on the Natural Resources Board in the state for the last twelve years, and served as a chair for three years. And he's a forester by trade. Governor Walker's first uh, DNR secretary had a construction business. I don't know if the re- I don't know if these cat picks are any good. By the way. Like one of them's just an operative. One of them's just a campaign operative, but that's often the case. I don't know if they're going to be any good, but criticism way off base on that one. Not shocking. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. We're just we're you know everything everything about politics, no matter who it is, where it is, what party it is, everything's got to be. It, it, it's just it's the worst sort of biting nastiness we could possibly drum up. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. And you know what? I guess that's where we're at now. We just got to live with it. Is what it is. Paul Ryan, 
in his uh, farewell speech today, was talking about that very thing. And uh, what did he call it? It's like the politics of rage or something like that. No, he had a different phrase for it, but it was something along those lines. And I agree with him that we've entered this new, this uh, politics of outrage, politics of rage, politics of outrage. It was some, there was some way that he described it where this is our new normal, which is unfortunate, but it is our new normal. All right. And a couple of Iowa school districts. They are requiring students to learn about gun safety. A firearm safety course will be taught this spring. You may have heard this already. Uh, interesting uh, move from the school district, these two school di- districts, to mandate that middle school students learn about firearm safety in school. It's an unusual step, but the rationale seems relatively reasonable. And it makes you wonder if this should not be instituted elsewhere. We'll get your thoughts on that. 608-785-7914. Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914-785-7914. That's how you can weigh in. Just call in or text in. Either way, you get in. Let's see. We have a listener. It says, please explain how a city program like this paid parking is started without the city council voting on it. I mentioned earlier that uh, we've got some new information in relation to the paid, the pilot, mm, mm, we'll call this the pilot paid on-street parking program. There we go. Pilot paid on-street parking program. So there was a, a lack of a definitive date for which uh, for which this this uh parking program was scheduled to start. Uh we've got a bit of a clarification today that the city police department is planning on waiting and rolling out this program until after the city council in La Crosse weighs in on this on whether to ban this parking program. So this resolution was introduced last month and th- the city council decided, eh, let's put this thing off for a couple months. And the idea was try to start a dialogue between the city and the university and the college in relation to the parking. I don't know if that dialogue has happened. My guess is when we talked to Mayor Tim Cabot about this, he had suggested that there wasn't, if they were looking for compromise, they weren't getting any from him. So very little I anticipated actually happening with this. Um, but anyway, so the police say they're waiting until... After the delayed resolution on banning this pilot program comes before the city council next month. That's January 10th is the final date for that, the final vote on that. If that passes, if that ban on this program passes, then that's the end of the conversation. Then there is no pilot program for parking. My guess is that's not going to happen. I just don't, I don't think so. I think that that is, there, I feel like there's too many on the council that are looking ahead and thinking about what is the future of managing what parking looks like in some of these areas where there are big institutions? So my guess is is that they are going to move forward with, a, a, well, not voting to ban this program. Now, how long after that happens is this pilot program in place? I don't know. But what I've heard, what I've learned today is that police are waiting until after that vote to move forward, which makes sense because if you don't do that, then and then the city council says, yeah, we're not going to do it. Then you put a lot of time and money and effort into instituting this program because it does involve some 
there's some technology aspects to this because you are paying to park through a phone app, which means that there's some integral software that I were, a software that you got to have to integrate with your parking system as it is right now. There's signage that has to go up. Everything has to change. Uh, so the reason why, going back to the, the listener's question, explain how a city program like this paid parking is started without the city council voting on it. The reason is that the city council gave the Board of Public Works the authority to do it. The city council has voted previously on giving the Board of Public Works the authority to institute these parking changes, acting essentially as a parking utility, which no longer exists. Well, no, I'm sorry. Parking utility board no longer exists. The parking utility does, but it's under direction of the Board of Public Works. So that's that's basically it. So the city council doesn't have to vote on anything that the Board of Public Works does in relation to the parking or parking utility or all these particular changes, which may seem extraordinary, but at the same time, I, I don't think that you know, the city council determining whether rates should be raised from a buck an hour to a buck ten an hour in the ramps, it doesn't make a ton of sense for them to be weighing in on that rate increase every time it happens, right? So that's how that happened. I know whether, now we move on to the next conversation of whether the city council then should take this extraordinary step of preventing the Board of Public Works from enacting uh, a program that they've been empowered to enact. I don't know. Yeah, they can do it. And in some situations, they probably should do it. Whether this is one of those situations, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. The city council is the is the um, is the ultimate, or as is the yeah, is basically the buck stops there. In the city of Lacrosse, city council has the most authority. The buck stops there at the city council. They can do whatever they want. You get a big enough majority, you can change everything. So yes, they have the authority, but at the same time, is it reasonable for them to as after the the you know the the board that they've entrusted with this authority to make these decisions, it's reasonable for them to go back and say, yeah, you know, you, you should, yeah, you can't do that. It, I think in any, any given time, certainly it is the, their prerogative to do that, whether that's good government, I'm not entirely sure. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785-7914. I hope that answers that question. Uh, this one is, um, how much will it cost? Oh, um, it's a buck an hour. Yeah, it would be a dollar now. So that's as far as I know. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Let's go to number three. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. You got this old Norwegian confused now, man. Sorry about that. Sorry, I'm trying my best. That's all right. I thought okay. I had it figured out, but now yep. maybe we need a consultant. Eh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, parking well, I consultant. heard the mayor say on your show that the signs are ordered, so I think all systems are go. As it stands now, yeah, all systems are go, absolutely. However, if the city council comes back and says, no, we're not doing it, then they're not going to do it. What are we going to do with the signs? I think sit on them until they, they come back again. and, and Okay, we can, they, well, they won't spoil sitting on the shelf. No, I mean, they're not going to oh. spoil, yeah, they're not going to spoil sitting on the shelf. And at not, some point, it's, you know, they'll, they'll be back again with another plan that will be, that the city council will say yes to. Or again, the city council, there'll be new city council members in April as well. So well, that's, that's something right. else to consider. Maybe we'll get some new blood down there. Well, yeah, true. Yep. It'd be a sign up. I'm going to use those new signs. Another thing. Yep. The gunshots down on South Avenue the other night. Yeah. West Avenue. Yep. And then the ones down at the A and W Corral. Those gunshots are getting very close to the new train park we want to build. Yeah. 
when you say yeah i don't i mean we're not talking about park easy mile yeah we're not we're not talking about you know park drive-bys though we're talking about shooting into houses yeah, but for the most bullets, part if they don't hit what they're shooting at they go up in the air you know i yeah I, I understand that it's just that the targets for these are not you know kids at a playground at this point right so i hope not right 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 but you know bullets do go up in the air they do the way some of these people shoot yep no i yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way these people shoot are you i mean you live uh, like when south side when we talk about south side shooting is that something that I mean, you're not. Are, are you I, concerned I, I at all about anything in your neighborhood? That problem out here, I would really want to know who's shooting them guns and sure. what, what's going on. Right. We had a couple drug deals out here, and I wasn't very happy when I see three black and white sitting out in front of the house, and I don't read nothing in the paper what they were doing out here. Yeah. Right. That makes a, a guy wonder what's going on. So far, the neighborhood has been pretty good. Yeah. Typically, when there's gunshots, we'll have we'll hear something about it, but. Generally yeah, speaking, right, we do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of nosy anyway. You know that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Have a good one. You as well. 608-785-7914, 785-7914. Um, what was it? I can't remember where that shooting was this weekend. Southside somewhere. Um, huh. Why is that escaping me? But it was, it's some, some drug-related crime. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not just trying to dismiss this. But when when we start having these conversations about people shooting into homes and gunshots, I, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's not serious. But how many of you are thinking, oh my gosh, I gotta you know get bulletproof glass on my car? Because really, these are targeted shootings. They're involving people who are targeting particular individuals. Typically, what we're seeing is that these in, are involved with some other illicit activity, generally speaking, drugs. The, the war on drugs is actually the war involving drugs, and it happens amid, um, among certain individuals. Typically doesn't involve the rest of us. We are, we are victims, generally speaking, to property crime. Not all the time, no question. There's some violent crime episodes that involve victims that are not related to or live next to drug dealers in any kind of way. But uh, generally speaking... Our uh, our drug involvement involves being the victims of property crimes. 608-785-7914. Nothing good about that, obviously. Let's go to Joe. Joe, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch, I think it's a lot of the, uh, it's the satellite crimes or the straight bullets when the shootings happen that really worry people. So I say just arm yourself. Get your concealed carry. If you're not comfortable with a gun, take a class. Get comfortable with a gun and just arm yourself so that you can be prepared. Uh, you know, to save your own life or the people around you. It's just where we're at. These people, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's drugs or what. The people that are involved with it, they're looking for any platform that elevates them to super status level in their mind. So you can legalize drugs and they're going to be on to whatever else is contraband, you know, so that they can build a name for themselves. It doesn't really have to do with the drugs. It's the personality. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, you know, with this, because you live too close to the school you now have to get a permit to park in front of your house one of these uh sanctuary states on the coast i i just saw try to enact a tax on text messages so why don't we just get to that you know what i mean let's just get right there to it if we're going to just start taxing everybody instead of figuring out the issues and bring more money in because that's going to solve everything 
then let's just do it. Let's just, hey, you burn gas, you, who knows, you, whatever they can find, you drive a blue car, you know, your taxes this much. Let's just get to it and stop horsing around like we're doing, you know. If that's the route we're going to go, let's just tax everybody to death. Or let's figure out that we don't need to send these kids to school every day. They carry $2,000 TV computers around with them, and they can easily do this stuff from a remote area. Yeah, yeah, and there certainly is a lot of online education going on right now. That is even incorporated within the UWL. I mean, you could trade off a day here, a day there for classes. The kids can come in once a week. This is just... And and that, this then is they may ridiculous. be this is a money grab, right? But they may be forced to do that, right? If if there is a situation, or, you know, the demand may create that situation because what they will say no is that we can't afford to go to the school, school and park there. on the street. Why why do they carry a two thousand dollar TV around with them if they're going to drive to the place to stare at the professor every day? What sense does that make? I mean, it's so it's so complicated to the point where we're starting to charge people for living near the campus. I mean, that's not the route to go. Otherwise, just tax people's tax the color of their car. If we're going that I don't, way, let's just I don't, get to it. I'm not sure what you mean by charging people to live near the campus. What do you mean by that? I don't quite get that. Well, if you live near campus, aren't you going to have to pay to park on your street? No, you don't. No, no, that's never so been. Just that's get never parking there. That's never been part of the plan. No, no, people who live so on the street. Charging? No, yeah, people who live on the streets won't have to pay to park there. Just the people that park in front of the place. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just people that that. Uh, that don't that don't live on the street, commuters basically, yeah, yeah, not the people who live there. No, okay. you you can you'll still be able to park. Uh, you'd still be able to park on your street, and it's really it, it really is. It's meant as there is a there is a revenue component to this, and they've admitted that. Joe, I appreciate the call. There is a revenue component to this that has been admitted. Uh, there's uh, and I can't remember what it's called exactly, like the parking or no, it's the I don't remember. But there is a revenue component, and it is about like let's we need to generate revenue so we can fund. Fill in the blank. Uh, but it is also a behavioral modification aspect. And it's the idea about having paid on street parking. And again, the number six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, the idea of paid on street parking is meant to modify behavior that is occurring. So if you have a, whatever the number is, a thousand 2,000 cars parked around the UWL campus going from two-hour space to two-hour space to two-hour space, clogging the streets and making it impossible for people who live somewhere near to also park at their own home on the street or you know, making some streets impassable in the wintertime, whatever the situation is. If that is what's going on and you're trying to limit that, then you use this behavior modification technique of basically taxing people to park on the street. That's really the the essence of it. So, so those two parts. The revenue part is part of it. No question about it. Uh and that that's we we've, we've that's been admitted to us. But you know, the other part is essential too because that's that's part of the conversation, part of the justification for having this as a program within the city of Lacrosse. The text messages, by the way, that that uh, plan by California uh, wasn't mo- so much of a plan as it was a proposal, proposal to tax data plans. So it's not actually taxing text messages, but actually data plans. Uh, that was uh, has been since abandoned. It was brought up and then quickly abandoned. 
608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. And again, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at wisdomnews.com. 608-785-7914. I think we have Bob next. Bob, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, I got a comment about parking on the street. A uh, young yes. lady I worked with lives down by Train Park in that neighborhood down there. And she parks parked next to her house off the alley. Okay. She was 12 feet off the alley. She got a $100 parking ticket for parking in her side yard. Parking and in her side yard. And lost because there's an ordinance. You can't park in your front yard or your side yard. Correct. Yes, that's correct. Yep. Yeah. So if this, once they do the on-street parking, they'll be able to write a lot more parking tickets for par- people parking in their yards, too. Yeah, you would think that. Oftentimes those, by the way, are complaint-driven. So chances are her neighbor was angry and, uh, and called that in. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, they're not they're not driving around park, uh, ticketing those because you'll see quite a lot of people parking in their yards or parking their boats in the yards. Generally speaking, that's mm-hmm. that's somebody complaining about somebody parking in their yard. So I would I would if yeah. I were her I would look to her neighbor uh, whoever complained about it because that's generally where those tickets come from. But yeah, I mean yeah, I, I think lived, that 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 certainly house, yeah they've lived in the house for I think she said two and a half years. Yeah. She was I parked there all along. Yep. She was now with all the ice boulders in the street. She was trying to get my two-year-old out of the car. She was real fun. Yeah. But she was, I don't want another $100 parking ticket. No, I, I get it. It's, um, and that, that's kind of a strange, the, the front yard I get, right? You don't want to stack up cars in your front yard, and that makes a, a little bit of sense. But sometimes there's this little spot alongside your house. It's more dirt than grass, and why not put your car there for a little while? I, I don't get the point of that. But I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Um, if you would like to join in at 608-785-7914, we, uh, you know, you can go on, on West Avenue right now in the city of La Crosse in those, well, maybe not right now because the students aren't around, but, uh, you know, during, during semesters, go drive up and just on West Avenue in plain sight. There's multiple places where Pete word, you've got student, there's a the couple of still remaining grungy student housing areas where uh where their cars parked on the side of the house and it's not enforced. You know, you've got a you got a a lot of things that don't get enforced unless somebody complains about them. It's it's and so if you if you all, all of a sudden you've got like this uh, young lady that the caller was talking about parking on the side of her house and suddenly uh getting a ticket for it, that's uh that's the neighbor. The neighbor's angry. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. This is wisdom. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Another hour to come. Stick around. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. This is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line. Call in or text in. Either way, you get in. We'll be back. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line. Call in or text in. Either way, you get in. Uh, but uh, you can uh, also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com or Mitch at WisdomNews.com. But uh, again, the Better Hearing Center talk at text line is 608-785-7914, When I came in the building a little while ago, uh, uh, the person sitting at the desk was uh, asking me about the weather. You go, Always people got to ask be, be asking me about the weather. I, I don't have... I, Really got nothing. It's, you know, 40, it's December, it's 40 something, whatever. I'll just bring it. The only thing I don't like is that I have one of my dogs loves to go out in the backyard, run around, and then and scratch at this one particular point, do the, the tough guy scratch, you know, the tough guy dog scratch where they go, rawr, 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 and they scratch and the, you know what I'm talking about. You've probably seen it. Anyway, so he's Mr. Tough Guy, despite the fact that he's like eight and a half pounds. And he's got terrier in him, you know, and terriers are 
They got attitude. Anyway, so he's scratching, right? At, and then because there is this warmness, that means the ground is muddy and thawy and gross. And so he's scratching and he's doing this. And I, I, I'm let, I let him out right before I come. I, I'm coming here. And so he's, he's doing, he's scratching. I'm like, no, don't you, ah, you, ah, and so then I have to go get the towel and I got to clean off his paws. And I'm really, what I'm thinking is it'd be so much better if it was just 20 degrees. Then I don't have to deal with any of this. It's got to be like, do one or the other. Don't, don't give me like the middle of middle of December, 45 degree day where everything turns into muck in my backyard. I don't want that. Don't do that. Dirty, dirty dog. That's my dirty dog paw story for today. In case anybody's interested, wondering when that was going to come. There you have it. Now it's, now it's done. We can move on. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk text line. Uh, we are talking earlier about the uh, paid uh, pilot uh, parking program, pilot paid parking on street program. However you want to put those words together, <laughs> I think you know to what I'm referring um, a, a non, still a non-definitive start date for that, but we do have more of a sense of when that is, uh, is going to occur, or at least we, ha- we know the time before which it won't occur. How about that? We'll talk more about that coming up. 608-785-7914. Uh, looks like possibility of rain and snow and fog and all that tonight and through tomorrow morning. Down to 34 tonight, 37 for a high tomorrow. Getting colder on Thursday, uh, or Thursday night, and then a high in the low 30s throughout the weekend. But we shouldn't see any more precipitation through this weekend. But uh, definitely colder and maybe, maybe dirty dog paw limiting. That's what I'm hoping anyway. It's 43 now. On Lacrosse Talk PM, News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM is a wisdom. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. Um, uh, it is um, the Better Hearing Center talking text line that you can use to contact us here in the studio. 608-785-7914-785-7914. Uh, Facebook Live. We're also existing there right now. If that's something that you would like to do. You can in relation to parking. Uh, okay. We have a listener who says, I was talking about parking earlier about the paid on street parking program. We don't have a definitive date yet for that, but we do know, I found out today that police are waiting until after a vote by Lacrosse City Council to, that could potentially ban that program from being implemented. So the police are not going to put anything in place. Before that vote, that vote, the last, the final vote for that resolution to ban this parking program happens on January 10th. So if they do decide to do that, which I don't think they will, but if they do decide to do that, then, um, then this is, this goes away for the time being until the police department comes up with, and at that time, my guess is what would happen is that. Uh, there would be a plan put in place for the police department to come up with a plan that's more equitable. In other words, a pilot program that not only is something focused on the campus areas around WTC and UWL, but also around, say, I don't know, Gunderson and Mayo or something like that. Um, that, That would be my guess if that hasn't happened already. So it is possible that when this goes down, this vote on this pilot program, once this goes down, that there will already be plans in place to institute the same kind of program around Gunderson and around Mayo. Just out of, just for in the sake of fairness, that would be, that'd be something 
that I would bet on. Uh, and in any case, if there is no vote to to ban it, and, and my guess is that again, these, this program will also be instituted around Gunderson at the very least. Then it moves forward after that. I I don't know what the timeline is, but I I would assume relatively quickly they've been sitting on this now for you know I, I they've probably been ready to go already for the last month and. The idea is simply to wait out the city council, see what they do, and then put signs in the ground as 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 quickly as and and it would be the same basically the same signpost as where the two hour parking zones are right now. They'll just put new signs there and that, then thus begin the program. Uh, this listener asks, how much are they hoping to make off of this money grab? How much does the parking czar make? Crazy idea, but let's eliminate his job and make it a part time job under the police department. The parking czar, do you remember that? How much the parking czar make? Was it like 70, 60? 65, 68, something like that? I thought it was like 60. Something. I mean, he's not getting rich, but it's not a bad, not a big gig. Although he does get a lot of crap from us. so Just from us. And then uh, the police do his job. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's the guy that he's doing the day-to-day administration. He's got to call the tech company to come fix the tech, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Or do the police do that? I don't know if he was the one that. Uh, so if you if you've been in the Main Street parking ramp, which is the one that's becoming the most dilapidated mess in the city, uh, if you've been in that one, you've seen how bad the stairwells are in there, and they're pretty bad. In fact, the little steel uh, what are they called? Toe plates or something? I can't remember what they're called. The leading edge of the stairs. Let's just put it that way. Uh, they're they're steel and they're falling apart and rusting and breaking off and all kinds of stuff. So there's a couple that have fallen off in one stairwell and. It's now it's just jagged. It's jagged edges of steel that are sticking up. So as you walk up the stairs and the stairwell and the Main Street parking ramp and lacrosse, you have jagged edges of steel that are just like good. Good luck. Good luck. And because they, I think they recognize in some way that there's an inherent danger of having these broken stairs with these jagged edges of steel that people are walking on. They've painted those yellow. Just so you can see them. So I don't know if that was Jim determining what the paint color was. The parking czar was determining what the paint color was or if it was somebody else. I don't know if I would have. I may have gone with pink. But uh, they're yellow. It's a safety yellow. Hey, look out for these jagged edges of steel as you're climbing up these stairs to go get your car. Because we, uh, we're we not fixing this right now. We'll get to it. Just not right now. We got something else to do. I think I would have gone anything but jagged edges of steel right there. I think I would have probably taken any sort of uh, temporary course on that one rather than jagged edges of steel. I would have done something that is, you know, it's not going to last. You know you're redoing it in the spring once it gets warm. But I'm probably going to avoid having jagged edges of steel People that people walk on to go up, up and down the stairs to get their cars out of the ramp. Probably wouldn't do that. I would go a different route, but you know, they got other ideas. Yeah. I would close the, where the jagged pieces of steel are. I'd probably close that, do a quick emergency repair with, with whatever I have on hand that I can use so that there's not a tremendous amount of liability of having some broken down third world country stairwell in a parking ramp. But I'm sure that those who are in charge of those parking ramps have got other ideas and better ideas than I do. So, I don't know. There's a something. There's a Stephen Flatmeyer who works in the DOT engineering. He's the chief. 
he makes a hundred grand a year, but okay. no uh, Jim Flatmeyer. Well, he works for the city. I know. I was, okay, well, you're done. I was that's trying a whole something. different government level I know, that you're I was at. Trying something. Okay. It's right. not really a city database for. Well, there is. Yeah, there should be. We'll just keep looking. It's like 70, 60 to 65 to 70, I'm going to say. Plus bonuses and, and perks. Bennies. 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 If, you know, if that guy got all the credit, whoever, whoever gets the credit for doubling parking ramp revenue over last year, whoever, is, whoever gets that credit, that dude should get a bonus. Well, not over last year. Over, yeah, well, last year or the year before. Maybe it was the year before. So the year, the last year they had the parking gates in, I think I've said this on this program. The last year they had the parking gates in, parking ramps were drawing $467,000 worth of revenue by this time, or by the end of the third quarter. By the end of the third quarter this year, it had gone over $900,000. If that dude was working for you, you would give that guy a $10,000 bonus. At least, right? If you increased, if you doubled revenue to that extent... If somebody in your company doubled revenue, that guy would get a huge bonus or that woman would get a huge bonus. I don't think that, I'm not sure the parking czar is getting a bonus. Maybe he should. Anyway, 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Fix the stairs. That's what I would say. Number three. Uh, This question from a listener. Can you explain how they're going to know whose cars belong to the residents of the street versus cars or students or people who don't live on the street and how they will ticket or not to get to those people? Yeah, it's pretty easy. So essentially, the those who are, live on the street, their license plate will be in a database. Uh, the license plate readers, the uh, Terminator-style red-eyed reader things that are on top of the parking Jeeps, those read your license plate. And so the database will include that license plate, and it'll be associated with an address on that street. And that's it. It's It's relatively simple. It's how they do... Um, how they track parking in City Hall, how they park track parking in uh, the ramps. As a matter of fact, the same thing. For those who have monthly permits, they're in a database. As the, the, the as a scanner gets their license plate, the scanner either associates them with a monthly permit or does not, and then it moves on. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine four. It would this would be almost impossible without that. It is. I mean, they they spend a ton of money on the system, but it it really does streamline everything, and um, it makes them taking your money a whole lot easier. Let's go to number three. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. You remember when you and I and Rick were going to apply for that parking jar job? Yeah, absolutely. And we were, you were, we were going to let you have the new white Ford Bronco to ride around, and we get the little uh, pickup truck. Yeah, that would have been. We could have been making good money with a nice lot of retirement fund. <laughs> anyway, if that parking ramp yeah. was owned by a private company. I'm sure the inspectors that we got running around now would make that guy fix them the correct way. Mm-hmm. Don't you think so? Hmm. Yeah. If it was owned by somebody besides yeah, the city. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that there's... there. My guess is that if there was a private company, yeah, that probably my guess is that it, they would do what I would do and fix it right away. My well, guess yeah, is that... They, they it, probably knew less fall that they were getting bad is to fix them when the weather's halfway decent yet right you know right well i think and that's that's what i think and my guess is that there is a major project planned for this coming year and they didn't want to do anything because they've got this major project coming and so everything is put put off on bids yeah well the bids they could put some duct tape on it that comes in colors (laughs) (laughs) you ever 
see that where it's yellow yeah, and black? I, I think that, yeah, I, I don't, these are a little bit beyond duct tape at this point. They're pretty bad. Oh, oh. Well, a couple of layers of duct tape might do it. It could. It could. They could take a hair dryer and warm up the concrete, and then you know, they'll, they'll figure it out, Mitch. Yeah, yeah, they will. They will. That ends the epistle. All right. Appreciate Thanks. the call. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914. I, you know, when you have, this is the thing. When you have this kind of weather at this point, um, you, uh, you take this opportunity and you get what you need to get and you take it out there and you do something that, uh, that works for that space. And, um, that's what I would have done, but other plans, they got other plans. 608-785-7914, Jagged Edges of Steel. Lacrosse Talk, I'm Emmett Reynolds. Uh, we'll go to Greg. Greg, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, hey, Mitch. Yep. Remember when Audrey Cotter spent $470,000 on a parking system for the garages, and it made like $37,000 yep. of revenue a year? Ma- major waste of money. Yep. So, yeah, we have to pay that off. And then how much did this new technology system cost? Must have been probably comparable, probably even more. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. I don't remember. But it was, you know, the, it, the thing was, uh, Greg, that, that the fiber and everything that was that they had to put in place for the, the old system was already there. So they just had to tap into that. So that was that was a part that was a major part of that, that former cost. Um, so I, I don't think it was as much as it could have been, but it was pretty still still pretty spending. So how much sure. is it bringing in now? How much revenue is it bringing in now? Well, by the end of the third quarter this year, um, the revenue for just the parking ramps, not anything else, but just the parking ramps, had gone over nine hundred thousand dollars. So it's wow, it's significant. It's a lot. So yeah. this on street, this on street parking, yep. the what the, some unelected bureaucrats get to <laughs> levy a tax. Well, on that the yeah, citizens. that's essentially what it comes down then, to. Now they will now. Now, Greg, you know and that then the council has to strike it down if they don't want it. Right, because the council gave the the Board of Public Works the authority to do that. Yeah, so they they basically get, they did that to themselves by giving a board the authority to to do that very thing. Now, of course, you know that they're not going to call it a tax, they're going to call it a fee or a fi- or, you know, a a yeah, fee basically. But yeah, it's essentially it is it is a tax. And it's it's not unlike and Greg, yeah, it's it's not what? unlike it's not unlike what, what the park board does. I, I think the citizens of Lacrosse should go on Amazon and start shopping for those yellow vests. <laughs> okay. And what for? Yep. What what for? What well, does that do? Start riding in the streets. Okay. All right. I mean protesting. Yeah. Oh, like oh, okay. Yeah. You're referencing the France French protests. Yeah. No, that's a good idea, Greg. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. The uh, the yellow yellow vest protests have been uh, very disruptive in France. No question about it. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM, I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914-785-7914. We're debating um, landing spots for Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans claim that he is not, they're not looking, they're not uh, looking for trade offers. Anthony Davis, arguably one of the top five players in the NBA. They're not looking because he's going to Los Angeles. Because LeBron's uh, agent company, quote-unquote, because he doesn't really own it, but yeah. is uh, Anthony has Anthony Davis as one of his agents. How is it that Anthony Davis after um, after next year? Um, this this I don't understand. I don't understand NBA finances at all. But somehow was eligible for to sign a supermax for two hundred thirty nine million dollars over five years. Only with the team he's on. Only with the team he's on. Uh, very low taxes in Louisiana. 
does that play into this conversation for him? Very high taxes in California, very low taxes in Louisiana. Uh, it hasn't it hasn't for guys like Kawhi Leonard? Mm-hmm. Same deal, right? Texas, no no income tax. I don't think there's any income tax in Texas. So he would have just made all kinds of money yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and he's playing in Toronto. Now he's in the worst tax, right? Like yeah. that's the that's probably worse than California, right? To be is in it? I don't even know. I would assume it is, but I don't really know. Uh, the the they have different money up there. Yeah, the whole the whole they have different money. Yeah, the money he's not different. even getting paid in dollars. He's getting paid in chickens. And they speak French, I think. And they speak French, which might actually be cool. Um, it hasn't for guys like that. Kevin Durant left. He mm-hmm. didn't care. Mm-hmm. Paul George. At a certain point, do you just not care about a couple percentages in taxes? You're making two hundred million dollars. Well, does... well, they don't care about the extra thirty million dollars they can make in that fifth year because I feel like they just don't want to be. Oh, I don't want to be on this team in five years. So, but that they're they're giving how, up like how, thirty to fifty. How, how do we get to the point where we're paying basketball professional basketball players? What what would that be then? Forty million dollars, forty five million dollars a year. How did that happen? Because basketball is popular oh. in every place except Wisconsin. The NBA oh. is. Very popular like, everywhere like, but here. People, people like the NBA? People like the NBA, but if you ever go anywhere to talk about the NBA, like if you go yeah. to the bar, yeah. oh, college basketball is way better. I don't even watch the NBA. They don't play any defense in the NBA. That's pretty much the conversation. You I get. know. I hear it all the time. I've heard that within these walls, actually. <laughs> and it's like, do you watch the NBA? Yeah. All the good college basketball players skip college to go to the <laughs> they NBA. They go to the NBA. <laughs> Six zero eight seven eight five. We weren't talking about this at all this evening, by the way. It just so happens that I was just thinking about it before we went on the air. So eh, I used my my uh, post prerogative, just tried to jump in with basketball. It is what it is, man. I I, I don't. I, unfortunately, this is <laughs> just where my brain went. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Six zero eight seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Again, we're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at WisdomNews dot com. So we, I'd asked about this, um, or I talked about this. There's two middle schools in Iowa that announced last week they're requiring students to take a firearm safety course. That's going to happen this spring. Uh, parents can choose to opt their children out of the program, and uh, students will be using replica guns. They won't be using actual guns, no guns in the classroom, which I, I, don't, I don't know if that's as big of a deal as people would make it out to be. But it's a mandatory class, this mandatory gun safety class they're teaching in school, and the the rationale is really interesting. Um, the superintendent, the school administrator for both of those districts, talked about how it's important as as a as a kind of a safety issue, and um, and in fact, uh, as in a statement, said that is uh, first responsibility is to provide a safe learning environment for the students and staff in both of the school districts, uh, and uh, I believe it is the job of our schools to educate our children to meet the needs of our communities. The two districts are very rural, very small districts with a combined total of about 900 students. Anything that we can teach our students to keep them safe and to prevent needless tragedy is a good thing in my opinion. But the interesting thing is, and, and I get that in terms of handling guns and gun safety and keeping guns locked up and all that kind of stuff, but some of what he addresses is this in relation to an active shooter situation, which I don't entirely understand unless you're thinking guy's going to grab the gun. And I I don't, I don't really understand what that's all about, but, uh, but an interesting model, I think for addressing gun safety issues, especially accidental shootings by, by, by tackling that stuff head on with a mandatory gun safety class in school. I don't, I don't hate it. 
I really don't. I think that that's there's there is definitely a place to you know when you're a parent. And I don't know if if you have been through this situation, but your your kid wants to go over somebody's house, right? And you may not go down this road all the time because you, maybe you know the people really well, or you're you know pretty sure who they are and all that kind of stuff. But some parents, one of the evaluation things that they go through is they have guns and where do they keep them? Because one of the things that I um, made clear about my gun ownership was that, yeah, I got them, but they're in a, they're in a safe and they're locked up. And, you know, but you don't know what the what any other parent is doing. And that's one of the biggest risk factors for young kids around guns that somebody's like, hey, check this out. My dad's got this, you know? So I don't hate this. I don't think it's a bad idea. I know if it's getting a lot of attention nationally, and this is the Clarksville district and one other, North Butler, I think. And, uh, I feel like this is a, it's a not not a horrible thing to get young people, middle schoolers anyway, and this is for middle schoolers, engaged in understanding uh, safe use, safe handling of firearms. 608-785-79 with four Eric's on. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, I could agree more. I think the firearms crime is absolutely necessary people can understand the awesome responsibilities of owning a gun. Firearm owners know the responsibility. By the way, this is not the reason I called. The Pelicans are playing the Bucks night at 7 o'clock on Channel 31. But also, there's Forrest Gump is on 42, and there's uh, Lampoon Christmas, I think, on one of the other ones. on It's all on Charter anyway, but this gun thing, is absolutely necessary so people can understand the awesome possible destructiveness of guns and also to learn the safe handling of them if they would ever come in contact with them. It's just absolutely mandatory. Thank you. Mm, I appreciate the call. Uh, I, I tend to agree with that. I don't. Again, I, I don't think this is a horrible thing. I mean, think about it. There's what is there? Three hundred fifty million guns in America, something like like something like that. Is it? Is it? It's a, it's a big number like that. <laughs> I mean, when you get into those millions, I don't know, whatever. But the chances are, you know, especially thinking along the lines, kids, right? Kid going over to house, safe handling of guns, things to remember, lessons learned best when you're young, right? Tend to stick with you. Not a horrible idea. Uh, listener, we were talking about uh, Tony Evers' first cabinet picks. He announced them today. Um, I don't remember all of them. Joel Brennan, uh, who's basically a political hack, he will be his Department of Administration secretary. Um, uh, something, what's his name? Something Carr. Is Lloyd Carr, maybe? He's a uh, he's a U.S. Marshal. He's going to be the directions or the corrections secretary. Sarah Meany is the tourism secretary, replacing Stephanie Klett. And uh, a guy named Preston Cole is going to be the DNR secretary. Um, and a listener uh, takes issue with Sarah Meany for quoting a 19th century racist in her nomination speech, typically uninformed liberal, lack of knowledge of Mark Twain's racism disqualifies her nomination. <laughs> That's great. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I guess that Huckleberry Finn thing, you're still dwelling on that. Do you read Huckleberry Finn in, in uh in school when you were a kid? I believe it was Was it already banned assignment. at that point? Was it already banned at that point? No, no, but I don't remember reading it. I mean, I know we had to read it. I just don't remember any of it. I mean, they were on a raft for, right. for a point. I just don't they remember it. I, didn't, I don't retain things very well Yeah, from 
35 years ago, 30 years ago. I don't, I, it's hard for me to imagine looking at Mark Twain as anything but an American treasure, but I, I'm sure that there are people out there who believe that he was a, some racist nut job. So, uh, whatever. Yeah, she did. She quoted, uh, Mark Twain during her, uh, during that announcement and it was pretty well done actually. I don't know. I mean, she's like the, uh, what is she? Something like the marketing head of Milwaukee's film department or something like that. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know that existed. It, so she's going to be the tourism director or the tourism secretary. We'll see. <laughs> Some of these, you're like, yeah, okay. All right. We'll see what happens there. Um, I don't, at the end of the day, I mean, they go the direction that their boss tells them to go, right? So whichever way that Tony Evers wants the state to go in, that's where the cabinet secretaries are going to kind of fall in line. I think the exception to that typically has been the DNR secretary, who tends to track in a different direction and works with the Natural Resources Board, uh, establishing how rules get administered and all that uh, type of thing. So um, there is a little bit, there's a hair of independence there, but more often than not, it, it hasn't been that way. Uh, since the DNR secretary became appointed by the governor as opposed to the Natural Resources Board. And that happened back in, I don't know, 93 or something. So it's been pretty much the same way since the DOT secretary also tends to uh, operate in a more insular way often because um, just because that the funding is segregated and so there's a little more independence there. Not not a lot, though. Again, it's still somebody who works in the cabinet, um, and it's not an, an, a constitutional officer. It's not independent of the governor in any kind of way, and you serve sort of at the pleasure of the governor. But uh, I think those two often tend to be a little bit more uh, – they tend to move in a direction that's not that's not precisely how they, the, maybe the governor would do things. But, uh, but generally speaking, um, you know, they're, they're still replaceable and often are replaceable people. So – uh, we'll see uh, whether uh, Tony Evers is a guy that hammers down on dudes that aren't getting the job done right or is uh, more of a person that um, gives people more leeway. This Preston Cole guy, I think I'm, it'll be interesting to see what he does. He's, got, he's a very strong personality and has some definitive ideas uh, and was extremely critical of the, uh, during the announcement today. That, and again, Preston Cole will be the new DNR secretary under Tony Evers, but he was extremely cri- critical about the lack of or the perceived lack of science within Walker, Governor Walker's DNR. Um, as you know, Governor Walker's, uh, under Governor Walker, the DNR basically got rid of any mention of global climate change from their websites, which, you know, eliminated. They, there was no, they were no longer a source for global climate change, the Department of Natural Resources. And it really wasn't a ton there before that either, but... Uh, but man, they he uh, he made sure that there was no conversation in the DNR in that at all. And uh, Preston Cole he uh, he he uh, mentioned that today, not directly, but uh, tangentially mentioned how he was essentially bringing science back to the DNR. So, uh, you know what what that looks like. I don't know. We'll see. You know we we're going to have we're we're still a divided state. We're still a purple state. So. <laughs> Anything that any of those people do, cabinet picks for Tony Evers, anything that Tony Evers does, anything that anybody does that's associated with Tony Evers, half the state's going to hate because it's that's just who we are now. It's I, I, it'll be interesting to see how they how well they do or how well they don't do because there's a lot uh, a lot of stuff to to tackle. Bucks play, play Pelicans tonight. 
You, Does, uh, Eric, who cares? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is. Out. I know that's really good too. <laughs> I think he said Forrest Gump. That's that's out of season. You can't hmm. not watching Forrest Gump right now after For, New Year's. Maybe. Forrest Gump's out of season. I feel like Forrest Gump's like a summer movie or a spring movie. I mean, he's running. He's outside. Sure, I get that. All right. I mean, aren't the Bucks? Isn't it on that sheet right there? Aren't they on WKTY later tonight? Or maybe there's a basketball game. I'm not sure. Wednesday. Bucks Pels, 7 o'clock. Anthony Davis averaging 28 points, 12 rebounds, 4.5 assists. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 27 points, 13 rebounds. You were impressed with Davis's 12. Giannis is averaging more rebounds than that. Dude. How can you average, more assists, how can you average 13 rebounds? 13.1. That's insane. Well, he's 7 feet tall and super athletic. And he's pretty athletic. And he's around the rim a lot. I feel like how do seven footers not average? I mean, we have Brooke. <laughs> Is it because there's other seven footers around? The the Bucks have Brook Lopez on the team, and I think his career average for rebounds is like six. Like, what are you doing? He doesn't move as fast, ever or at all. I don't. Think. And now he only shoots three, so it's well, just he's, really he's following directions, Rick. He's, he's his coach is telling him what to do, and he's doing it. Nothing, yeah, but nothing wrong with he that. Wasn't shooting threes. What was going on there? This is Wisdom, I'm Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZ, I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. Thanks for all of your input. Taking more opinions on uh, where Anthony Davis should go, certainly, at any time. <laughs> Apologies to Jennifer Schilling. We couldn't get the state senator in to talk about issues like cabinet secretaries today, but maybe she'll be in sometime in the future. Thanks, my love, to Anna for Rick Solom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom.